Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 97 of the Poke Tower Podcast. I am your host, Gengar Greasy. Episode 97, holy cow. Uh, if you're new here, this is a collectibles podcast. Uh, we talk about everything Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, and Digimon, and even more, uh, even as far as going gaming and things like that. And you can check us out uh, pretty much anywhere. You're probably watching us on YouTube right now, though. Uh, thank you guys for checking in. Sean, what's up? Alpha, what's up? We'll have our live listeners trickling in, and I'll be saying hi to them as we go. How's everyone doing? I am super tired today, so I'm going to truck through this. Let me get my, my Coke ready. And I'll be sipping on that. I've been up. I've been up since like 3.30 today. So, uh, Table of Madness. Ivan, what's up, guys? Thank you guys for showing up. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. But before we start today's episode, um, quick shout out to anyone that was listening to us on Spotify. I'm still actively working that problem. So tonight, I'm actually trying a new format uh, for recording. A lot of like behind the scenes stuff you won't really notice, but uh, I'm messing with some things behind the scenes to see if maybe that'll fix our uploading status to uh, Spotify. Who knows? We'll find out. Alexio, what's up? There was an intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started early. Started on 7.30 on the dot. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, yeah. So Spotify is still, we're still working out the kinks. There's like a, it's like an engineering problem with the uploads and the videos. So what's happening is our audio is not even getting posted to Spotify and our videos aren't getting posted to Spotify. So again, like I told you guys last week, we're missing about 40% of our listeners and that hurts pretty bad. Alexio, what's up? So if you guys can, please share this video in your feeds. Let people know we're not dead, right? We're not dead. We're still here. Uh, Or you can just listen to us on Apple or any other podcast platform. Spotify is the only one that's having an issue right now. All right. The other thing, it is episode 97. We are three episodes away from 100, and there's going to be lots of cool stuff that we'll be doing for episode 100 slash two-year anniversary of the podcast. Yes, we've been streaming. We've been doing podcasts for two years now. It's crazy. Um, feels great, too. Uh, got a lot of gas left in the tank, and I think we keep developing new ideas to keep things fresh. Um, let's see. What was the other thing? Um, one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, the box break. So it is the middle of the month. Our Discord is deciding what we're going to uh, break into at the end of the month. It's something we do as a monthly tradition for the Discord. If you haven't yet, joined our Discord. Uh, join our Discord because we have people that come to the breaks and they're like, um, hey, uh, where's our stuff at? You know what I mean? Where, how, do I, how do I get into this? How, I want to play. So basically what you would do is join the Discord and then you get all the deets from there, right? Um, yeah, triple digits incoming. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, but I did want to share, we do have a confirmed giveaway for this podcast, uh, for the, uh, box break. And this comes from our mod alpha mod. So with every box break, this is how we make it different, right? We, we give away a lot of free stuff. So usually if you're buying one pack, you're leaving our box break with like probably two or three packs or even like some sort of free item that we're giving away. Klaus, what's up? Um, so with this one, this one comes from our mod alpha and he's going to be giving away 
a CGC9 Rillaboom Secret Rare from Sword and Shield. That's just one of the many gifts. As, as more details get released about the box break, things we start to add more things on. So be ready for more giveaway items, more free things. Uh, right now, we're in the process of choosing that thing. So if you want to be part of that, join our Discord. It's free. should be in any of the links in any of the videos. If not, just contact me personally, and I'll get you in. All right, guys. Thanks for the... Uh, Thanks for watching the long-awaited intro. I'll just kind of stall a little bit, get some people in here. Let's go ahead and start today's episode, episode 97, with the Poke Tower Scout Report. Here we go. All right, Poke Tower Scout Report. This is our segment about cards that you guys are on the fence about. And this specific card... Um, comes from our Discord member, Big Tony. So this could be something like, hey, I want to buy this card raw, or would it be better if I should buy it graded? Or what do you think about this card? Is there better alternatives, right? There's all kinds of different things that uh, Tony could be wondering. So we just do the research, we provide the stats, and then you guys make a decision from there. Chase, what's up? Eric, what's up? CT, what's up? Thank you, guys. All right, so... Mind the Dragon Ball picture off in the right-hand corner. Like I said, been up since three. Been a long day, okay? Um, <laughs> so, Big Tony wanted to know about the Shining Raichu. And uh, this is from uh, Neo Destiny, I believe. So, Shining Raichu Unlimited. It's got... Uh, let's, just, let's just look at the stats here. I don't have any animations on, so that's, I think that's what's throwing me off. Shining Raichu, here's the stats. Uh, looking at TCG player, we had $300 to $350. And that's near mint to light play. I don't really like the word light play. Near mint is what... I, in, if you're on TCG player, you want to buy the near mint, right? Um, now, this card can get as low as like 90, 90 bucks on TCG player. But they're like heavily played, damaged, right? They got comments in the, in the listing like, hey, this card's messed up. So, obviously, the, the more you pay, in most cases, the better card you're going to get. That's not true all the time, but that's, that's what you can expect on TCG Player. For eBay, I did an average of the last five sales. Uh, we priced them all out and then averaged it, and it came out to 127.20. So, significantly lower than TCG Player. And, again, you know, just thinking about... TCG player, oftentimes people say, you know, you can get the card for cheaper on TCG player. With a lot of these vintage cards, you'll see that's not the case. So, and then the the other added risk is that TCG player, you know, for the most part, people will not, basically, you know, they won't take as many pictures as they will on eBay. So, you know, I've, I've had, I don't shop on TCG player as much as I do as eBay, but when I have, I've had more instances of like, hey, this card came messed up. It was shipped incorrectly. Things like that on TCG Player over eBay. So, um, you know, it's just uh, it's one of those things. You got to use your judgment. But uh, very rarely do you see me on TCG Player um, unless it's like a new card that just came out, right? I, I tend to stay away from stuff that's vintage. I'll just go on eBay because it, I think they take better pictures. That's really what it comes down to. Excuse me. All right. Um, so here, let's look at the pops. Uh, pretty normal populations. And we covered this before a few weeks ago. 
in a in our Pokemon segment where we were covering every uh, Neo set. So you got 242 PSA 8s, you got 459 PSA 9s, and 223 PSA 10. Now the PSA 10 average price across five sales, right? So five sales on eBay uh, for a PSA 10 was 783.33, and I was like, "That's kind of cheap," you know what I mean? That that's not that's not terrible. I mean, not 800 bucks is a good amount of money, but when you think about these cards, that didn't surprise me. I was like, okay, that's I, that's doable, you know. Josh, what's up? Now, PSA nine, you got four hundred and twelve dollars, uh, and that's across five sales as well. On uh, on average, so looking at the PSA nine, it's not even half of what a PS, or it's actually more than half, more than half of what a PSA ten is right now. So on average, you can get a get. A, going to get a PSA 10 for 783 and then on average you'll find a PSA 9 for 412 and these are unlimited it's not first edition um but just looking at this you know it's like if I was Tony it really depends what you're trying to do here um if you just want the card obviously you can always opt for a lower grade or just a, a raw copy and you're good to go uh but if you're looking to seal some value in your collection and 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 pick something that's going to have a better chance of appreciating you always want to go with the tens and and what i mean by that is like look at the it's 412 for a 9 it's 783 for a 10 like if you just saved for one more month or two more months you would have enough money to get this 10 and that would be a much safer uh card to buy in the long term because the tens you know statistically just outperform any other grade that's just the way it is and it makes sense right people want perfect cards especially collectors that like get deep into this they want the best of the best there's really nothing wrong with that um looking at the commandments we're gonna go character artwork rarity the set and then no story no glory here we go the character i'm giving him three stars shining raichu like it's hard for anyone to like raichu because pikachu will always overshadow Raichu, right? They they almost don't want you to evolve into Raichu. That's that's kind of what Pokemon raised us to do. Poor Pikachu, we don't want you to evolve, you know. Um artwork four stars. And the reason I say that is because when I was on TCG player, I took a look at all the other Raichus and there's there's a handful of Raichus that are that are pretty darn nice. Um there's a lot of stuff in like the EX era that's really nice. Um, I believe it Skyridge has a decent Raichu. Like I said, the EX era, like Sandstorm has a nice one. Um, there's another one from the EX set that's really nice. And I was like, you know, these are, if I was going to buy a Raichu, these are the more favorable ones. Um, so he, you know, he gets four stars because it is a shining Raichu, which is different, you know, than a standard Raichu. But when you just look at the card artwork, Right, I'm giving him four stars because there are some that are better than him. A rarity, five stars. We have a shining card from Neo Destiny. Try pulling one. Good luck. Uh, the set Neo Destiny again, five stars. That's if you're if you're buying vintage and you want, you know, stuff just after the the big four, you know, rocket, fossil, uh, base, like all that stuff. You're gonna go for Neo, and that stuff sealed is. 
I mean, you guys saw it. We we've all we've been covering this every week, and it's pretty expensive. And last thing, no story, no glory. I'm giving Raichu three stars here. I hate to say it, but like, there's no depth to Raichu, right? Like, unless you're a Lieutenant Surge fan, there's no depth to Raichu because we have been told to not evolve our Pikachu. It's not nice. It's not what he wants in his life. Let him live his life. So, uh, there's just nothing. There's nothing for us to go off of with, you know. I mean, you could say, hey, Shining Raichu, some of these, this is one of the first Shining cards ever. You could go that route. That's a story, right? There's some glory to that. But, I mean, Shining's art is going to outperform him in any category, right? So, no story, no glory. We get him three stars. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this. You know, like, I think the only opinion I do have is that I would, I would just be a little more patient and get the 10, right? Because... You get into a hairy situation two, three years from now, that 10 will likely be the same price or maybe maybe it has appreciated. It might depreciate just a tad, a little bit, but like it will not depreciate like a nine will, right? Like I think we can all agree the more sealed Neo Destiny packs that are open, there's probably going to yield more PSA 9s and PSA 8s than there will 10s. So as long as those numbers stay congruent, there will always be less tens, which is why we play the supply game. It's it's just the smarter decision, uh, long term financially. Chris, what's up? Eddie, what's up? So there you guys go. That is it for the scout report this week. Shining Raichu. That was a cool one to look at because again, I'm I'm not really paying attention to this card. Um, but when I saw that ten and I saw that nine price, this was one of those ones. It's like, hey, be patient, do the right thing. It will pay off. Trust me. All right. Moving on this week to TCG Battle Royale. Here we go. All right, guys. TCG Battle Royale. This is our segment about the four TCGs we talk about. Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, Dragon Ball, Digimon. And their most recent sets, uh, expansion, booster expansions, uh, typically. And we rank them so that if you're a collector of all four, you can kind of prioritize what you want to get and why. Here we go. Number one this week, no surprises. It's going to be X record. And uh, if you guys were here last week, you guys saw that I've added a, kind of a new dynamic to the, the Battle Royale. So you, if, if a marker is green, that means it is better than last week. If a marker is red, that means it is worse than last week and if it's white then that means it's the same so x record gets three out of the four uh categories all green so it went up in every category pretty much um a case now on tcg players up to a thousand and six dollars that's crazy that that's some of the higher prices we've seen for digimon since like it came out in 2020 i remember when 1.0 you could get a case for like 1200 and that was when there was a, a little supply squeeze and things like that. But X record, look at that. $1,000. It was, it was nine something last week, I believe. Maybe even high eights, but it's higher. Um, box prices up to $90. Again, you know, we haven't seen stuff like that since like 1.5 and, you know, 1.0 where, where they were hitting that. Now, I don't know how long that's going to stay because this is still a very new set, right? It's only two weeks released. We're still in that you know, euphorical, you know, this uh, awesome set type of 
type of deal. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, it's definitely not the time to buy a box right now unless you find one, you know, for that 50 to $60 range. That'd be great, right? Um, but $90, $90 from, from last week, I think it was 85 And then you can get the four secret rares for two ten oh five. And again, that's, that's another in the green check in the box for Digimon. So it increased for the case price. It increased for the box price. It, inc- it increased for the secret rare price. And then the only thing that stayed the same was the 15 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Yes, we are in the honeymoon phase. That's exactly what it is. Fluky, what's up? All right. So Digimon just just looking strong. And as I break down the rest of these sets, you'll see why, you know, this is just a very strong set. Does that mean you should buy it right now? No, it means it's just a strong set. It's on fire. Patience almost always pays off with these newer sets. Number two this week, Yu-Gi-Oh! Power of the Elements. So this was an interesting one because the case went up to $899, which was an increase from last week. But the box price dropped to $78.98. And also, the five starlights that you can get in the set, that also dropped to $1,093. And then the the 10 cards in the set that break the $15 price point, those stayed the same. So no changes there. But I kind of have a theory on this. When you're hunting Starlight Rares, your best option is to either just buy them outright or you're going to buy a case because it's typically one in two cases. You're giving yourself like a 50% shot if you just buy a case, right? In any given like Starlight set. Um so if sellers know that, they're going to say, well, I'm going to up the price of my case because the, likely, the likelihood of someone buying my case is greater, right, than me, than me parting it out um, because they want to pull the starlights, right? Now, why would the box price go down then? If the case is going up, why would the box price? My theory on this is that these sellers that have these cases by the dozen, right, I'm talking, you know, case of 12 boxes or 24, whatever Yu-Gi-Oh is, um, they, they got them by the dozen. So like imagine having hundreds of power of the elements and you're opening these to get starlights. What I imagine is, is that these Yu-Gi-Oh sellers are opening up a case Two they got two cases, right? Two cases. Before they rip through both cases, they find the starlight somewhere in those 24 boxes. Now that they know they have the starlight, they know that the rest of those boxes are cold in terms of starlight rares. So you can sell the box for cheaper, right? And you basically, you know, because these guys are getting this stuff wholesale. So you're selling this idea that it's cheaper, right? Hey, I'm hooking you up, man. But it's because on the back end of that, they know there's no starlight in there, right? So they already made their money. I can get rid of these boxes, you know, 78 bucks is well above retail. Um, So... I think that's what's happening there. And then obviously the smartest guys, the smartest collectors will just say, well, I'll just buy the cards outright. Because when, when you can buy a case for 900 bucks or you can buy all five Starlights for 1100 I mean, 1093 kind of an easy decision to make. Especially, I mean, what, 900 bucks for a case? So two cases is going to cost you $1,800 and you might get one Starlight. 1800 bucks for one starlight or 1093 for all five. 
So just do the math. Be patient. Uh, these are both still like both red hot new sets. Don't uh, don't panic just yet. All right, number three this week. Ultimate Squad. Just hanging. This set just lingers. He just won't go away. Uh, Ultimate Squad. You can get a case now for $634, which is down from last week. And you can get a box for $56.99, which is actually up from last week. And then the three secret rares that you can get in the set, uh, you can buy them all for $312. And there are four cards in the set that break the $15 price point. So in two categories, it went down. One category went up. And then uh, the another category stayed the same. <laughs> Now, one thing I am watching is that Gohan, the Gohan and Piccolo on TCG Player today when I was looking, uh, the lowest price that you could get was 190, 191 or 198, one of those two numbers, uh, which he's still hanging in there and the movie's going to be dropping just in a few days. I mean, three days. I think it comes on the 19th. I think we got the 15th wrong. I think it comes on the 19th. Um, But it's still lingering, right? So, you know, it's 190 bucks. And the movie hasn't dropped yet. This could be one of those things where, you know, the movie has no effect on it at all. I've, I've said that plenty of times in the last month or so. But because it's lingering there, it just has me thinking. Um, and, you know, with Dragon Ball, you guys all know, secret rares are going to be a case hit for most sets. So you can buy all three secret rares for $312, which is, would be the smart thing to do. Because if you bought a case, you're only going to get one secret, right? So... Why would you spend $635 for one secret rare? Easy math. Easy money. All right. That's it for Dragon Ball Ultimate Squad. That thing, we should be getting Zenkai here in a few weeks, and that that should refresh everything. And number four this week, Pokemon Go. You guys probably can't see. Oh, man, you can't see. Hold on. Let me fix that for you. Let me fix that. I I can fix that. How's this going to work? Let me see. There it is. Let's let's run it like this. There we go. Boom. You guys should be able to see now. Um, so here we go. Pokemon Go. You can get a case of 10 ETBs for 409, 410, basically. Uh, that's down from last week. You can get a one ETB for 4481, which is up from last week. The top four cards in the set are down to 139.37. That's just crazy. And then now there are only 10 cards in the set, or nine cards in the set that break the $15 price point. So this Pokemon Go is down in three out of the four categories. And uh, just doesn't look too good, you know? Oh, let me, there we go. I'm trying to fix this because it's driving me nuts now. There we go. So there you guys go. Um, Pokemon Go just... I think we're all sick of it now at this point, and the uh, the saying stays true, just be patient, just wait. You just wait all these guys out, and these things are going to drop. The only benefit to buying early, and we all know this, is if you're racing to get, you know, one of the first couple hundred PSA 10s, right? If And you're trying to just sell that buddy, like, right off the bat. That's the only thing that, that really makes sense. There's really no point in being first besides that, really. Um but yeah, a lot of red, a lot of red on the screen today, except for Digimon. Yeah, 
In other words, buy Pokemon Go now that it's down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still cool to open. What we got we got one Mewtwo, right? We didn't get that alt. We didn't get the rainbows. No, we got the lure module, didn't we? Tony got a gold card. I know that for sure. But um, there's still cool cards in there, right? We didn't get any Radiance. And everyone was saying how easy those were. We didn't get any Radiance. So, you know, it's just, yeah. Like, buy it when it's cheap. And then it's it's much more fun to open. All right. There you guys go. That's the TCG Battle Royale. We got Digimon X record number one. Yu-Gi-Oh! Power of the Elements, number two. Dragon Ball Super Ultimate Squad, number three. And Pokemon Go, number four. So no changes from last week. Just a little bit of shuffling. You can see Yu-Gi-Oh! Starting to show a little weakness there. But, I mean, when you're comparing it to Ultimate Squad and you're comparing it to Pokemon Go, it's got a pretty safe spot at number two. All right, guys. That's it for the TCG Battle Royale. Too much caffeine. I'm talking too fast. Let's move on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. All right, guys, welcome back to our Pokemon segment where we are covering every Pokemon expansion from the beginning. We are at the end of the Wizards of the Coast era, and that's going to take us to Sky Ridge. This was the last Wizards of the Coast set made, and what some say is the shortest printed Pokemon set ever, right? Um, you could say that for Expedition and Aquapolis, but uh, yeah. Sky Ridge, a legendary set. Um, some of us may never open a pack. Some of us may never see a box, right? Some of us may never own the cards. That's how expensive it is. All right. Let's get into the price guide this week. You might be disappointed. Let me organize this. Boom, boom. Here we go. Starting this week off with the number one card in the set for Sky Ridge. That's Charizard, secret rare at $699. Umbreon. Hollow, 683. Celebi, Secret Rare Hollow, 649. Crobat, Secret Rare, 499. One thing to note, you guys know we always talk about this, right? So, official rarity versus perceived rarity versus popularity, right? Those are all three different things where we could say, hey, this is the best card because of this. Um, take a look here. Besides the Umbreon, the secret rares are absolutely dominating the set, right? They're in it's those are the highest rarity, and rightfully so, they are the top four cards in the set, besides the Umbreon. Um the interesting thing to note is that there's a huge supply squeeze on Sky Ridge, right? So not a lot of people were able to open it, not a lot of people having it have it now. It was short printed, and I think when you truly talk about the scarcity of something like, hey, there's just not enough Skyridge around to pull these Celebes or Crobats or Charizards, right? That's when that's when people start to respect official rarity. Um, so something to, to keep in mind, right? Like you, maybe if, if there was Skyridge everywhere, this list might be different. People will say, yeah, you know, it is a secret rare, but uh, Gengar is more popular. You could pose that argument. Because the supply, maybe, you know, maybe there are more Celebes out there than there are Gengars. Like, you could do that. But with a truly short printed set, you can see that most collectors 
are favoring the official rarity, right? Like who wants Crobat, right? But it's a secret rare. That's the game they're playing here. Uh, the Gengar, 449. Articuno, 362. Arcanine, 350. And I don't really like that Arcanine art. This is the first Arcanine art that I don't like um, that we've been looking so far. It's He looks kind of weird. Uh, Moltres, 349. Flareon, 343. Golem, secret rare, 326. So this is the only secret rare that kind of falls to the bottom here. And he's still in the top 10. Gyarados, 250. Jolteon, 236. Starmie, 224. Crobat, the hollow, uh, 218. Let's see. Uh, Alakazam, 204. And I believe that's the top 15. We, I mean, there's a ton of hollows in this set. Here's a Kabutops secret rare for 130. You guys might want to watch that one. Kabutops secret rare. But he doesn't even break. He doesn't even break the uh, the top 15 in this set. Tony, what's up? All right, guys. So there's a quick price breakdown. Now let's move into the populations. Here we go. All right. Starting off with the Zard. 215 tens. Very, very similar trends here. And something I noticed, too. You'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. Um, Umbreon. 95 tens. Celebi. 165 tens. Crobat, 83 tens. Gengar, 67 tens. Articuno, 108 tens. You look at this page, look at all the PSA 8s, look at how low they are. And this is where I, this is, this is kind of funky, but it makes sense to me. Um, when you. Think about all the stories people say about Pokemon cards. Well, these are so hard to grade, you know, because we were playing with them when we were kids and we were just sticking them in our pockets and we were carrying them around. We didn't care. There's no sleeves. You know, we didn't protect our cards back then. And then you think about Sky Ridge, how it's the shortest printed set, probably has the biggest spotlight on it in terms of like, hey, if you want something rare, you want to go for Sky Ridge. This is the weird thing to me. Um... When you talk about a set that is so legendary and, and everyone knows, hey, there's a, there's a price tag on this set, you would think that anyone and everyone would be sending their hollows in regardless of the grade. And what I'm getting at is that you would think that these eights would be higher. The eights should be much higher because, again, if people know they can sell these things at a premium, they would be sending them. Just like how we see um, Charizards, you know, in base set. PSA 2, PSA 3, PSA 4, PSA 5. They're by the hundreds, right? And it's because people are like, hey, I'm going to grade it. And like they, they didn't pay attention to the quality of the card. They just sent it in. You would think with such a spotlight on Sky Ridge, people would have the same mentality. Like, hey, who cares? Just grade it. Sky Ridge. It's super rare. Um, so what this, what this kind of leads me to believe, based on this first page, and it, call me crazy, but what it leads me to believe is that a lot of people kept Sky Ridge sealed. And a lot of these populations that we're seeing are pack fresh pops. That's why the nines are higher. That's why the tens are higher. Like, look at how they are compared to the eights. If these were cards from people's collections, you would think there would be more eights, sevens, sixes out there, right? Because that's how pretty much a lot of other sets play out. 
But something tells me, like, when you have that many nines, someone was out there was gunning for tens. Like, someone had a lot of this stuff and graded a lot of them, and they were gunning for tens. And look at, the, look at those nine pops. They're stacked. On every single card, you see the same trend. Low eight, high nine, low ten. And it just makes me think that people probably didn't realize Sky Ridge was a big deal until recently. And recently, I mean like maybe within the last five, ten years. I'm not like since COVID. I mean like maybe within the last five, ten years, and maybe people started opening it more back then once we realized there was a supply squeeze there. Hey, there's some vulnerability in the mark uh, vulnerability in the market. I'm gonna open up some Sky Ridge because technically it's the shortest printed you can't lose, right? So that it just makes me seem like we shouldn't be seeing this many higher grades in such a short printed set, especially on the eights. That's just odd to me. I don't know though. You let you you let me know as we keep looking through here. Here's the Arcanine. He looks super weird. He reminds me of that um, Futurama meme where he's like thinking. That's what it reminds me of. Oh, you got ninety six tens. Look at the eights. Look at the eights, guys. Look at the eights. 39 PSA eights. Moltres, 94 tens, 46 PSA eights. Flareon, 79 tens, 59 PSA eights. This is telling me that a lot of these cards were graded pack fresh. Golem, 206 tens, 219 nines, 65 eights. It should be the other way, right? It should be 206 eights, 219 nines, 85 tens. Like that's, that's, or 65 tens. That's what it should feel like that, right? The 10 and the eight should be swapped. So something tells me that someone had a large chunk of these graded pack fresh recently, like last five, 10 years. All right. Gyarados, 95 tens. Jolteon, 121 tens. Look at the eights. 22 PSA eights. I'm guessing none of us were playing with our cards in 2003 because that's when the set dropped. In 2003, just like, is that when we started sleeving them and putting them in top loaders? I doubt it. Doubt it. Something's going on. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just giving you the numbers and it's like, that just seemed funky to me. And in all the sets, especially like a set like this, I'm not talking like, you know, base or, you know, or, you know, jungle, like, that are crazy popular, so everyone grades them for no reason. But, like, with this, people know that this is what you should grade. So you would think there would be a lot more, like, lower grades because people are trying to flip these things. Seems weird. All right, here's the uh, bottom, bottom 15, and this is kind of crazy to me. I didn't know Alakazam was going to fall so low on the list. I thought he would have been higher up there with Gengar. Uh, but you got Starmie with 98 tens. Look at that, 29 eights. What the heck is going on? Crobat, 83 tens, 54 eights. And then Alakazam, 111 tens, 53 eights. It just seems odd to me. It seems like it's inverted. It seems like these populations are inverted. Like the the 10 grades, the 10 populations should be the 8 pops. Uh, or you could even say the 9 pops should be the 8 pops, right? Because if, we're, if we were all playing with these cards when we were kids, the likelihood of them being more 8s than 9s should be likely. 
That should be a normal thing. So I don't know what to think. Um, but Skyridge, I, I gotta I still need to get I got my expedition Gengar. I need my Skyridge Gengar. So I'll be working on that. Um I'd love to get a raw copy and then just grade it myself. Uh because I you know, I have the eye for that, but they're all beat to hell, so it's kind of hard anyways. Um Celebi is dope. I actually like that Charizard, I'm not lying about that one. Uh Umbreon. Arcanine, I could pass on. Gyarados is pretty cool. For some reason, I like that Jolteon, and I don't know why. I don't really care for the Flareon art. Moltres, just a stupid chicken. Not worried about that. The Crobat was dope, because they had like multiple Crobats like hanging upside down. I thought that was cool. This is actually a really nice Starmie card. That was pretty dope to me, uh, especially because he's psychic. And then Alakazam. Yeah, so I need to work on Alakazam and Gengar first, and then I'll probably, you know... Figure it out from there. All right. That is it for covering every Pokemon Booster expansion all the way up to Sky Ridge. Next week, we finally start um, the Pokemon Company when they started uh, printing stuff under their own brand and not using Wizards of the Coast. So that'll be fun because I don't know jack about that stuff. All right, guys. Moving on to Yu-Gi-Oh! this week. Here we go. All right, we put a little clickbait in the uh, title today. But yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh, they can save you money. Yu-Gi-Oh is finally deciding to help you save money instead of spending it. So let's go ahead and check this out. This is a Yu-Gi-Oh money box. I saw this, I was like on Facebook today. And Yu-Gi-Oh just keeps showing up in my uh, ads. But I was like, this is kind of cool. Like This is like shelf material, right? And I remember we shared the we shared the Exodia pre-order for the gold cards and card habit. Skylar, he got one. And I was like, okay, so you guys, you know, are actually watching this stuff. Let's let's keep looking at it. But $29.99, I was like, it's kind of kind of cheap. This is a Yu-Gi-Oh! money box. And what you do is it's grandpa's shop where Yugi spends his money in the game slash cartoon. The money box is these are the the measurements, but basically you can put, put coins inside these things, deposit your coins at grandpa's shop. I was like, this is some serious like shelf material. Let me see. Look at that. I guess you put the coin. Let me see if I can show you, uh, put the coin like right up top right there. If it'll let me. Yeah. Like right there. Twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, that's kind of cool. I, where do the coins go? Like, do they just like lay down in there? I'm interested in that. I don't really know. Let me see if I can blow this thing up. Can I? No, won't work. Okay. Yeah, that didn't seem too bad though. Um that would I buy one? I'm not sure. I guess it's it would be one of those things like my wife would probably buy it for me. She'd be like, hey, look what I got you. So um I thought it was kind of cool. Especially if you like pay attention, like this Yu-Gi-Oh! pre-order stuff. They got some like crazy expensive merch. Um let's see, we can like look through here. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! is just like loaded, dude. Like, check this out. Look at this gold stuff. 40 bucks for gold cards. Here's some coins, right? 20 bucks just for one coin. Like, gosh. Badges. 20 bucks for a badge. Metal cards. This is that Exodia. 
uh, golden plate set. I thought that was pretty dope. This was pretty popular. The pot of greed. But they always have like cool stuff. I was like, you know, we got to share some of this stuff. It's pretty. That's dope. Baby dragon. That is really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, Josh, I'm with you. I thought it looked cool. I was like, this, like, you know, it's it's off the wall for me. Like, I don't really buy stuff like that, but I, I would buy that. I, I thought it looked cool. That's why I had to share it with you guys. And then, like, for 30 bucks, like, there's something about it. You know, like, whenever you see, whenever you see these legend, they kind of catfished us with this picture right here. They didn't even have anything like that. Um, Excuse me. Whenever you see a, a a legendary collector that you really enjoy, they always have like little knickknacks, right? Things like that. And uh, you're just like, how'd you get that? It's like, oh, you know, it was some pre-order thing that I bought. You know, it's got a cool story to it because they don't, they don't sell it anymore and that's it. And I have a sealed box of it or whatever the case may be, but it just looks kind of cool. Just uh, some, some novelty to your collection. But that was it. Real short and sweet. Devin's not with us today, so obviously we couldn't do uh, Kaiba Corp, anything like that. So I just wanted to touch on some light Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. And I, to be honest, for 30 bucks, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, Because Yu-Gi-Oh is expensive, right? If, if the cards that I want are expensive. So if I can get a little piece of Yu-Gi-Oh without breaking the bank, I'm pumped. All right. There you guys go. That's it for Heart of the Cards this week. Real short and sweet. Moving on to some Digimon this week. Here we go. Digimon. Digimon. All right. Digidestin this week. We're going to be talking about some PSA Digimon numbers. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever really like paid attention to this, but uh, I looked at the pop reports on PSA.com to see how Digimon's doing. Like, it was mainly because of Sky Ridge. So I was looking at Sky Ridge, and you know how when you look up the pop report for a set, it tells you that how many cards are in the set that got that have been graded, and like Sky Ridge was like thirty five thousand cards. And I was like, we need to check Digimon and see if there's any interest here. Are people actually grading these things? And if so, which ones are they grading? And I think most of us can deduce which ones it is, right? Like we know it's going to be Omnis, we know it's Secret Rares, we know it's Alt Hearts, we know all this stuff. But I figured, hey, it doesn't hurt to check the numbers. It doesn't hurt to double check and make sure. And maybe there's something we're missing. And then that helps us build our collections, right? Because you can kind of poke holes in what people are doing. So first up, we'll take a look at Classic Collection, which may be one of the most popular sets. It's, it's one of the cheapest sets, but pretty popular. I thought this was nuts. Look at that, guys. 64 cards have been graded for this set. I thought there'd be more. Honestly, I thought there'd be at least a thousand. Right? Because that's all we... Whenever you hear someone crying about Digimon cards graded to PSA, like, oh man, people are already grading these. You know, it's too late. Everyone's got this card in a PSA 9, PSA 10, whatever. Not really. When it comes to classic collection, there's only 64 out there. Only 64 slabs. That's kind of nuts. 27 of those slabs are 10s, 33 of them are 9s. Pretty good, pretty decent ratio. Um, and here you go. Look at it, we got alternate arts. Agumon, Altart, 1. Beomon, Altart, 1. Greymon, Altart, 2. Tyranimon, 1. These are PSA 10s, by the way. Garudamon, Alt, 1. 
Metal Greymon Alt. Three total. Two tens. War Greymon Alt. Eleven. So you can already see here, hey, out of all these cards so far, War Greymon is the guy. We we know this stuff, right? It's common sense. But I love to look at this stuff because you never know what you might find. But you only got two PSA tens. The rest are all nines. So there's PSA probably knows that too. Uh Gabumon Alt, one nine. Gomamon Alt, two tens. Garubumon Alt, one. Weregarumon, which I thought would be a little more popular. He's got two tens and three total. Peldramon, I thought he'd be a little more popular because a lot of people like the Vmon stuff. He's got one. Pop one. Dragon Mode, Imperial Dramon Dragon Mode. This one has four, so, you know, there's only 64 cards that are graded, but when you see four, okay, he's a little more popular than everyone else. You could say that. Look at this. Angewomon, five, so she's a little more popular. But uh, not a lot of tens. Only one ten, four fives, or uh, four nines, my bad. Scrolling down, let's see. And that's it. Look at this. This was kind of interesting. So Machine Dramon is the secret rare in the set. He's got three nines, no tens. And then the Alt Art has two tens. And that's it. So here... People are people are choosing Angewomon, Imperial Dramon Dragon, and War Greymon as as the guys, and those are solid picks in my opinion. Like I I have all those cards, I like them. I, I'm not here to to say what is what. I'm just looking at the numbers so that we can kind of collectively see like, hey, what's going on with Digimon? Let's check in on it. All right, let's move on to 1.0. <laughs> now this is what I was more likely expecting to see for a lot of Digimon. 1,100 cards graded for 1.0. But, I mean, it makes sense, right? It dropped almost two years ago. So, with time, this is the numbers you can probably expect for maybe Classic. I could I could see that happening. So, you got 534 10s and you got 526 9s. So, you talk about why the PSA 9 market sucks for Digimon. It's because of that. You have as many 10s as you do 9s. It's just, yeah. If you're talking a difference of a hundred, two hundred dollars, most people are going to opt for the ten, especially with Digimon, especially with 1.0. Everyone knows 1.0 was like printed horribly. There's a nick on every card. That's just how Digimon is, and they probably do it on purpose. Scrolling through, let's see what we got. Agumon Expert. That was interesting to see that you got three three tens. I don't know who's grading that one. Gallantmon, SR, he's got 16 graded. And I'm I'm not a huge fan of grading SRs. I will grade an alt, but I just like SRs, I look at them as like Vs, right? Or like a like a Pokemon V, like a V or a V Max. That's kind of how I judge those cards. There's just not enough rarity to them. Gallantmon's a great character, so I get that. I get I mean that's like grading a, a Pikachu V, right? It's kind of the same idea. But um this is what I would like to see, which is Gallimon Alts. There's 17 of those graded. <laughs> Metal Greymon. You got 19. War Greymon, 20. And then War Greymon Alt, 22, which is what we expect to see, right? War Greymon is one of our biggest characters. Gabumon, 
16 total population, which is, how much is that compared to the Ogbon? Let me see. They have them up here? I don't know. I don't know. But Gabumon is a big fan favorite, so that makes sense. Metal Seedramon Alt. So this is kind of what I expect right here. You got Metal Seedramon, and then you got Metal Seedramon Alt. 17 tens versus three. Or not 17 tens, but 17 total pop versus three total pop. I want to see the alts get graded. I think if if Digimon's going to have a chance of like having that flash, you got to put the best cards out there. Don't put your Vs out there, right? Scrolling through, we got 13 Zudamons. That's pretty cool. Zudamon's dope. Kentarosmon. He's an alt. He's got six. But this is weird. Again, like you look at the SR. The SR's got seven. The alt's got six. Who's grading these SRs? I have no idea. Metal Gurumon. Another fan favorite. You got 14. And then the alt has seven. So there's lots of different ways you could go about looking at this. It's like we know alts are harder to pull. We know that. There's no doubt about it. But what's weird is that we also know the alts are more expensive. So why aren't people sending in their alt arts? What's going on? Why, why do we have double the amount of SRs as we do alts? Does that mean we pull alts half as many times as, as normal SRs? I'm not sure. Puppetmon, that's a good alt art. 12. Angemon, 8. That was... That's a pretty that's a pretty popular character. Nine Magna Angemon. Eight Magna Angemon alts. So again, that, that theory shot right there where you have an SR versus the alt, you almost have the same exact population. Metal Greymon. War Greymon alt. Look at that. This, so this is the one that people like. You got 66 total pop on the War Greymon alt. That's the one with the uh the gold uh like microchip background. Messengermon, 11. Where's our Omni at? Where's our boy Omni? Piedmon, 13. Piedmon Alt, 15. That's, see, this is kind of, it's weird to see these things develop because now you have an SR that's less than the Alt Heart, which I agree with, right? <clears throat> but on the same hand, like, you got to be careful because there's like snakes out there that say, well, you know, SR is more rare than the alt. It's like, no, it's just less graded because no one wants to grade them. Metal Groomon alt, 24. Dioboromon. So here's another great example. Dioboromon SR versus the alt, 6 and 7 total pops. Rosemon got a handful graded. That's pretty interesting. Omnimon. Here he is. All right. Omnimon has 51 in the regular uh, form. And then the alt, he has 142. So they're kind of spread out pretty well. I mean, this set has got a lot of characters. Lilithmon, we knew that was coming. 25 for the alt and 27 for the standard art. Who else is? Bielzelmon, secret rares, we knew that was coming. 32 versus 30. Metal Greymon. And Metal Greymon Alt, 24 and 32. And Vigramon, 12 and 13. Okay, so those, the secret rares kind of line up exactly what I thought, right? So people, 
people are saying, yeah, hey, secret rare, regardless if it's alt or just the standard artwork, I'm going to send it in. And you can kind of see that with the end here. They kind of did that. CT, the players at my locals stack their decks with alts. That's pretty dope. I mean, that's just a flex. That's 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 what I hear. It's just a, a big flex, which is cool. I mean, if I was like a hard player like that, I would do the same thing. That's kind of funny. Battle Vomni, which was a big fan favorite. We'll see how this one's doing. Sixty-two cards. I haven't reviewed some of this information, guys. So this is just crazy to me. All right, we have thirty-two tens and twenty-five nines in the set, and and that's the total pop. Chaos Gallantmon Altart one ten. That's pretty dope, actually. Uh, that would be a sick card to have. A lot of nines, a lot of nines, so far on the uh, main characters. You got Nokia in a 10, Altart. Omnimon Ex-Ante, uh, three tens. Omnimon Ex-Antibody, Altart. You got 10 in the total pop. Okay. And that's it. Oh, and then you got the Zwart. Okay, so the Zwart obviously being the more popular card here with 21 total population in the uh, standard art. And then the Altart has 11. And those are pretty dope cards. I was just looking through my binder today. That's... It's a sick card to have. I think I have two of the standard or three of the standard, and then I have one of the um, alt. Nice. Okay, moving on. Last one is a double diamond, which is going to be probably Americamon heavy. That's obviously what we can figure out just you know based on what we know. 141 cards graded. Let's see how many of those are Omnimon. We're just going to go straight to the Omni. 92, right there. 92 of the 141 cards are Omnimon, Altart. And this is good. This is good news. This is what you like to see. 25 10s versus 56 9s. So a little more than half of the time, these things are getting printed out as 9s and not 10s. And to be honest, you want something like that for this type of card. You do not want... You know, a one and two case, one and three case hit to be just gem mint tens over and over and over. That's going to water down your rarity. The best situation is you get a box, you open one, you grade it, you lock in your ten, you're good, right? And uh, Digimon, whether they did it intentionally or not, I I just think uh, just what I like to see this, right? I like I don't want a PSA nine, not by any means. I don't want anyone to get a nine. Like I don't wish that on you, but what I'm saying is. When things naturally kind of fall in place like that, it's good long-term. What else is in here that got graded? Agumon Alt. Okay, that's cool. Um, Impmon Alt. Okay, I can see that. The Sister Mons. Yep, yep. And Alpha. Wow. The Alpha Mon Standard over the Alpha Mon Alt. That's kind of interesting. Bill Starmon, wow, 18. So that one has the biggest chunk after everyone else. Bill Starmon alt. That just makes sense. We all know the, the nature of Digimon. Okay, there you guys go. Just a quick review of the PSA pops for Digimon. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you kind of said, hey, I, I saw some, some things I didn't know, and now I kind of have an idea of what I want to grade if I grade Digimon, right? So there you guys go. And we can check on this, you know, every six to nine months or something like that and see how the sets are looking. All right. That's it for Digimon. Let's move on to Dragon Ball this week. 
All right. Dragon Ball this week, we are going to be doing a market watch for Saiyan Showdown. So this is a set that we were watching a while back when it dropped. Um, it did okay. It did okay in the TCG Battle Royale, but it wasn't like no one was really thrilled. And I think it's just because the card selection, right? We just didn't like the card selection. There was not a lot of characters that obviously collectors in our group were, were thrilled about. That doesn't mean that the set didn't retain some value. And, and it's getting at that point now where it's a few months old, right? So it's worth talking about. It's worth revisiting. So that's what we're going to do. Here we go. Dragon Ball Super Value Watch for Saiyan Showdown August 2022. Dragon Ball Super is a dynamic hobby for collectors. The value of cards can sometimes be unpredictable as it is more, far more reliant on playability of cards rather than Pokemon. However, collectors do have some influence. And SCRs with popular characters sometimes end up becoming breakout cards. Every month I'll release an installment of this series. Here we go. Today we're looking at Saiyan Showdown. Here are the top valued cards for Dragon Ball Super Saiyan Showdown. Number one is Pan. Secret Rare at $216. Number two, Super Saiyan 4 Vermilion Saiyans, 120 Wicked Saiyans, Secret Rare at number three at $101. And then the Radiant Saiyans, Secret Rare at $67. Then you got a Super Rare of Goku at $13 for number five. Kale, Super Rare at $9.44. Super Rare of Turles, $8.96. Videl SPR, $6. Hit SPR, $5. And Forbidden Power, SPR, $5. So just like they said in the beginning, I imagine a lot of these SRs are playable, which is why they are surpassing the SPRs. So taking a look at this, the author says, finally, Pan Time Patrol Machine Maiden Secret Rare has hardly budged until now. But this past month has seen a $23 drop. So it's actually down. So it was closer to $240. Uh, that is a very notable, that is very notable considering how long it has been in the mid 200s. I can see this eventually falling to the mid 100s, but it'll certainly not become a sub 100 SCR. It is definitely the chase card of what of what is very much a loaded set. So good feedback on the set saying showdown. We weren't fans on it, but hey, it's retaining some value. That's that's good. This may be a good time for you to revisit and maybe find something you like. Um, unlike most Dragon Ball Super sets, we actually have four secret rares with three of them over $100. This is very unusual, which makes Saiyan Showdown an outlier. And I, that's what I kind of wanted to highlight on this entire article was we got an outlier here pay attention to this type of stuff this is how we figure out where those hidden gems are this kind of set because of the unusual nature and market behavior is difficult to track so there's some anomalies right there's some anomalies in there um that this guy can't figure it out and it's just it's one of those things it's like hey okay i'm paying attention um so you may want to take a look at saying showdown Looks pretty solid. I would never collect that pan card. But uh, to be honest, I mean, you could just play the game too, you know, and, and just buy it, grade it, and sell it and grow your collection. That's If that's what people want, you know, so be it. Um, 
but yeah, it looks like this set's kind of holding it together. It's it's cool to see SRs, you know, above the $10 price point. That's pretty dope. So there you guys go. That's a value watch for Dragon Ball Super. Real short and sweet. Nothing too crazy. Now we get into the fun stuff. No Capsule Corp this week because Devin's gone. Greasy's Gaming Corner. Here we go. All right, Greasy's Gaming Corner. This is our one of our newest segments where we talk about video games and um, stuff that I'm interested in collecting and maybe stuff you're interested in collecting and how we can learn about it, right? We're learning new things about video games every week. Today, I'm going to talk about probably the my most played game in my life, which is Halo 2, specifically the Collector's Edition. Um, it's funny because back in the day... When they released this, I actually didn't get um, the limited edition Halo game. How I obtained this this case right here was I had the the first like the regular Halo Two, um, the original box, and I traded some kid in middle school for his silver box. I don't know why he wanted the original artwork. I wanted that silver box limited edition, and that's what happened. We traded. So uh, it was just the cases, just uh, trade the cases. But I did get that second bonus disc. I did get the the booklet inside and all that stuff. And um, looking more and more at games, this is one of the few games that I've been watching since the beginning. Like, if I'm going to start collecting games, this is something I really want to get because I loved that game. I loved the the case, everything about it. I thought it was cool. It was like my first limited edition game I ever had, uh, or at least the case. And uh, it was special because it was like metal, right? It was like real metal. Uh, so that's what we're t- taking a look at today. The first thing I have here is um, just the article. The thing about the thing about Halo Two, guys, is you have to understand. I was I was probably you know, and I'm not lying. I was probably like one tournament away from going pro, like major league gaming. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but MLG, that's what I was doing when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, gaming wasn't a thing back then. Like people didn't make millions of dollars playing games. And if they did, it was just like, that's fake. Uh, so my parents were not behind me becoming a pro gamer at all. They're like, you're, you're wasting too much time on Xbox. Did you do your homework? Did you do your sports? Like, go hang out with your friends. Stuff like that. I was like, no, I'm playing with my friends online. Um, So online, one of the higher ranked people online. And then I would go to local tournaments. Like, it wasn't GameStop. It was Game Crazy. Game Crazy and then other, like, local game stores where they they would hold, like, LAN tournaments. And me and my my buddies would just destroy people. We would do uh, two-on-two tournaments, things like that. And I would win, you know, 40 bucks, 60 bucks a tournament. And that was a pretty normal thing for about a year and a half, two years. Uh, so that's why this game was so important because who knows what would have happened, you know, if I would have kept playing. And I still play a little bit now, but definitely not as good as I could have been, right? All right. So here's a quick uh, article. This is Xbox announces limited collector's edition of Halo 2. So this is something that kind of dropped at the time of October 11, 2004. Xbox, um, let's see, the future generation video game system from Microsoft today announced it'll be releasing a limited collector's edition of the highly anticipated Halo 2 that includes a copy of the game plus a second DVD packed with extra content. 
This was published in London, by the way. All right, uh, let's see here. Xbox gamers will be able to get their hands on this unique offer available across the UK from the 11th of November for an estimated street price of $44.99. The limited collector's edition of Halo 2 is a two-disc set that will come in a very collectible and stylish metal box. The second DVD features extra content, such as making of Halo 2 documentary, features on game design, animation, music, outtakes of cinematics, characters, art galleries from concept to game. I remember all this stuff, by the way. Uh, We're very excited about this limited collector's edition of Halo 2 and feel that fans will jump at the chance to add this exciting limited edition offer to their games collection. Xbox platform and marketing. Okay, that's the guy. Uh, We are expecting a high demand for limited collector's edition of Halo 2. And since quantities are strictly limited, we suggest fans pre-order to avoid disappointment. So again... It was like my first exposure to like a limited edition like thing that, that I could actually attain and something I was like super deep in um, was Xbox and Halo. This is my favorite game to play. So now that we got that out the way, let's talk about some prices, that, some things that I've been watching as I've been going along. So you can get a sealed copy, sealed, a factory sealed copy of Halo 2 uh, for about 200 and 60 to 300 dollars here's the catch as um as i've been looking at these the the biggest thing with these metal uh um game cases is they get dented and then if that's not the issue the seals are ripped so there's like rips on the seams of the seal there's rips through the front um lots of tears in the seal things like that so it's like you could buy a sealed a sealed quote unquote sealed copy for 260 but they're kind of beat right they got dents in them and that's going to affect your grading so i was like all right uh let's let's see what a graded copy goes for and there's just this there was a small window of opportunity here so there was a 9.0 uh with an a seal on the grade and that was th- that went for, on auction for 377.82 I was like, okay, that's pretty good because, you know, if you're buying a, a an ungraded copy for 300 you might as well just pay the extra 80 and get a 9 with the A seal. That's pretty darn good. But then you see a 9.6 sold for 1000 bucks, and I'm like, dang, like maybe that 9.0 was cheap and I missed out. So I'm like trying to figure out, you know, what's a good price? Well... I come across this copy here. This is a 9.2 with an A plus seal. And if I learned anything from talking with Ryan, cool trainer Ryan, he was like, you got to get the high seal grade. Get the high seal. You want the high seal. I was like, all right. So that's like the only thing that stuck to me is like A plus, A plus, A plus. I found this 9.2 A plus. And this guy wanted $600 plus shipping. So around like 630 bucks after everything's said and done. Um, I, I sent an offer. <laughs> I sent an offer for $415 and he took it. Now, keep in mind, we just had a 9.0 with an A seal sell for $400. And then you had a 9.6 with an A plus sell for 1000 So I got something kind of in the middle. Except this is a 9.2 with an A plus. So I was like, yes, 
higher seal and even higher grade at 415. So basically I paid, you know, 40 bucks more, 30, 40 bucks more for, for an even better grade and better seal. And then now this is, you're probably like, no, this all makes sense. You're doing exactly what you need to do. I had, when you guys think about like, how do you pull the trigger on stuff? And that's kind of what I wanted to share with you guys. Um, how do you know when it's time to act and when you could say, ah, I could wait, I could wait. Well, it was this, this is what, this is what made me act so quickly right here. So besides this one that was on the market for 699, right? It was 699, uh, no, $599 plus shipping. There were only these. So again, there was a 9.2 on the market for 599. Then you had these. Look at the gap there. Here's a 9.4 for $2,400. Then you have a 9.6 for $1,200. And a 9.6 for $2,500. That was the big gap. And I was like, wow. I mean, pretty much after this one sold, that's all that's left. And that's what made me think, hey, if I don't get this one, if I don't make a deal on this, I'm going to have to end up paying one of these because these guys aren't, they're not budging, right? Um, and you can see I'm watching them. You see the little heart down there. Uh, and I was willing to pay, you know, that price right there. So this is what, this is one of those times like, this is what I think about. When I'm making a buying decision, this is exactly what I think about. Like, I may never be able to buy this game or I won't want to buy this game at that price uh, if I don't do it now. So, so that's, that's literally what compelled me to buy it. It was like looking at the prices and then saying, okay, maybe I can get raw. Maybe I can get it graded on a steel. Okay. That's, that's probably what I need to do. Then I find a, an outlier here, higher grade, higher seal. And that's the last of them. Right after that, it goes up to this. So think about that with, you can apply this. All I'm doing is I'm applying the same knowledge I do with trading cards to these games. Um, and that was another thing that I had talked to Ryan about that I kind of learned. I guess it gave me more confidence. And he was like, dude, you, you know more about the card stuff than me. He was like, just do the same thing. You know what I mean? He's like, that's just, it's the same thing. Just apply that knowledge. I was like, all right. So I did. And you can do this with your cards too, your trading cards. So, you know, if you see a card that's super expensive like this and you're watching them, you're like, well, I'm not going to pay 2,500 for it. You know, that should help you make your decision to say, well, then this one is definitely underpriced, right? Like as soon as I get this one, that's all that's left on the market. You won, right? Um, now, if you see like, if you were to see like six or seven of these at the same price, and then these were the outliers, that's different. Then it's a little bit harder to measure where that market price is. But like, when you see this, they can sell as up to as, as high as a thousand bucks right now. And then you see that, and then you see this guy in the middle at six hundred. He's that's the one you want, right? Um, so patience, right? Um, I had I was supposed to do an, I think it was last week, last week or the week before. I was trying to uh, bid on a Halo eight It was an eight with an A seal, and I was going to drop five hundred bucks on that, um, and. It just so happened I was doing the podcast when it, the auction ended and I totally forgot to bid. I would have won because it went for like 200 bucks. So I was really bummed. I was like, man, that was my shot. You know, I could have got one for 200 bucks and I'd be happy because this is for the PC. That's all it's for. Uh, but, you know, just patience and, and constantly refreshing 
right? Every day trying to find that that one. And there it was. So I'm very happy to have this 9.2 A+. I should have it maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Cannot wait to see it. There you guys go. That's it for Greasy's Gaming Corner this week. Moving on to March Madness. We got a lot going on. Here we go. Whoa. All right. March Madness this week. Uh, we're down to like the top uh, eight consoles, right? Yeah, we're down to the top eight consoles of what our Discord thinks is the best gaming console. If that was something cool, we could all check out. And here we go. There it is. Uh, let me pull up the stats. Oh, I can't pull up the stats because I have my phone on me. Um, here it is. So I know that there were some blowouts today. That's for sure. Uh, N64 blew out Super Nintendo. Uh, I want to say it was almost like a perfect sweep. Uh, and then the Switch beat Game Boy Advance pretty bad. So next week, we're going to have a N64 versus Nintendo Switch showdown, which is really cool because you got old versus new. Then you look at the other side of the bracket. I don't know how the heck this worked out. This is really cool. Um, you have... Xbox One beating PS4. I didn't see that happen. I thought I thought there's a lot of PlayStation guys in our Discord. I was like, man, the Xbox One's going to lose. I like that system. No, it won. Uh, it beats PS4. And then I was like, well, you know, my Xbox is getting knocked out. Maybe the 360 will have a chance. I was like, oh, he's playing PlayStation 1. Well, Xbox 360 beats PlayStation 1. So now, check this out. We have... Old Xbox versus new Xbox, and we have old Nintendo 64 versus new Nintendo Switch. So it's crazy how the Nintendos lined up on the left and the Microsofts lined up on the right. Uh, so that'll be our final four showdown, N64 versus Switch and Xbox One versus Xbox 360. I have more friends who play Xbox. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's so weird because like, I feel like that too. I feel like a lot of my friends play Xbox. I play Xbox. Um, but like, if you ever hop on like YouTube or even like TikTok or something like that, everyone's on PlayStation. You know what I mean? Everyone's on PlayStation. And it's like, where do these people come from? Because all my company, you know, is Xbox. And you look at this poll here that we're running, we're running Xbox. It's like, what are these like bots on TikTok? They're like just pushing PS5 propaganda. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but there we go. That was a cool little showdown. Um, we'll see who the champ is. My pick is going to be N64 versus 360. And I think the N64 is going to win because I do like the N64 versus the 360. I just like that. It was better time. Better time when I was a kid uh, to have the N64. But happier time. So... I think games just affected you differently too. Like when you're younger and you get new games, like it's different when you're like closer to a teenager and you get new games, right? So there you guys go. I'll have that up uh, later on this week. Moving on to Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. All 
All right, Gengar's Grabs. This is the last segment of the night, and it's about you guys. These are the cards that you got uh, this week, and you just share them in our Discord. That's all it is. Um, if you want to be a part of this, all you got to do is join our Discord. It's absolutely free, and uh, it's in any of the links in any of our videos, and you just join the Discord and send what you got in the Gengar's Grabs tab. That's how you play. All right, number five this week, Klaus. Klaus was here earlier, Weird Randomness. Um he got a base set Blastoise for 20 bucks, and he was like, hey, you know, the condition is a little rough, but happy to have it, you know, and uh, we don't see a lot of base set hollows. Like, I think the last time we saw some base set hollows was when um, Nick Byrne shared his PSA 7 collection. So I, I need to get myself another Blastoise, right? I sold off my PSA 9 that I pulled from a box myself. It still hurts me. Um, and then I graded a 6 a while back. Decided to get rid of that one. So I'd like to get a 7 or higher for a Blastoise. Um, and then I'll have my Trifecta. But uh, who knows? You know, the 9s are pretty cheap too. Like you can get a 9, you know, for like 300-ish. Which is crazy because I sold my 9 for 1100 So crazy how the times have changed. So that might be something worth looking at. Number 4 this week. Grandpa Dell. He's got some figures. So he's got uh, West Coast Avengers uh, Vision, and he's got a radioactive Foxy from Five Nights at Freddy's. It's funny because, uh, you know, I told him my son is deep into Five Nights at Freddy's, and now his son is into Five Nights at Freddy's, and uh, these figures are dope. They're really cool, and specific, specific figures skyrocket in price. Now, I still haven't really figured that out. It, it could be like as simple as like Walgreens special or like Walmart exclusive, stuff like that. That does really well, but um, these, the thing about Freddy's is that they, they have different lines, right? So they have the radioactive line, um, they have, uh, what's it called, the nightmare line, um, they have like the chocolate line, so they, they do these same characters with different skins, right, which is what kids are into, um, and yeah, they're sweet, but my son doesn't have that one, so that's a cool one, I, I'd be interested to know if you're keeping them sealed or not. Are you keeping them sealed, Chris? Number three this week. Too old to mod. Our mod, Chase. Chase got a smorgasbord of uh, Funko Pops. It's hard, to, it's hard for me to read. I know that the, that top one is Boo there uh, from Monsters, Inc. You got Harry Potter. And I can't see the other ones. Too hard for me to read. Um, And then he's got some Yu-Gi-Oh! It looks like on the top right there. But uh, the cool thing is that Chase Chase is, a, I mean, he, I guess he doesn't collect Funko Pops as heavily as he used to, but the dude knows everything about Funkos. It's absolutely nuts, and it's it's fun to hear him talk about, like, he, get, he has a story for every freaking Funko there is. Um, and even though, I, I mean, I got a small collection of Funkos, but they're not rare. They're not like Chase's or anything. Um, but uh, it's cool that they have stories to them. And uh, if you want to learn about Funkos, like just ask him a question. He'll he knows. Uh, but it's cool to see figures like that, you know. And I love my Funkos. I still need to get my Freddy Funkos. I will, I promise. All right, number two this week. Palm and Meats, Josh, you got the special delivery Charizard. Now look, look, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know you guys know that I I'm not a fan of this card. Um. I know that, you know, 
I've had some strong opinions on this card. Now, why is it number two this week? The reason it's number two is one, because not a lot of people posted this week in the Discord. Very slow week for the grabs tab. That, that was a huge factor. The second thing, here's the second thing, is regardless of my opinion on this card, we cannot deny that it has sold well in the past and may be, it may sell well in the future. I will never buy it. I will never go out of my way to get it. That's that's where I draw the line, right? But I will never knock someone for having something that's that is it is a good card, right? It's just not my favorite card, and I have my reasons why. If I'm gonna buy a Zard, I'm getting something else, right? And you don't buy this, you get it in on the Pokemon store, Pokemon Center store, but that's my point. Like, um, I just wouldn't go out of my way to get it. I would go out of my way to get other Charizards, and um, regardless of how I feel, it's still a good card. And that's that's the the point I'm trying to make is that I hope you guys see, like, I will go against what I think. You, you can put your feelings aside and still say, hey, you know, this is still a, a solid card, right? I'd probably sell, yeah, right? And then number one this week, Too Old Damod again. So he got the double banger. Um, this time he bought a booster box of Ultimate Squad, and he actually mentioned the podcast when he got it. He said, you know, just listen to the podcast and it kind of pushed me over the edge to finally get an ultimate squad booster box. And at that time we were talking, you know, they were, they were like low fifties, right? So the prices had dropped. It was a good time to buy ultimate squad. And, uh, you know, there's still a little hope here with the new movie dropping, um, just in a few days. I think it's on Friday. Yeah. Friday the 19th. And there you guys go. Chase takes the dub for the number one spot. And that is it for episode 97. I know it's a little shorter than normal, but that's because Devin's not here. And, uh, you know, I'm a little tired today, so I had to, I had to power through it. Um, but if you haven't yet, please like the video, guys. If you're watching, please like the video, share, and subscribe. Please share me on your social medias till we can get the Spotify stuff figured out. Um, that's That really sucks. Um, you can also join our Discord because it's absolutely free, right? Just click the link in any of our videos or just hit me up on Instagram. I'll get you in. And lastly, if you really like the podcast, you can actually support us by clicking the link in our videos that say support this podcast. When you do that, you can donate as little as 99 cents per month. And yeah, it helps us keep the show alive, right? So it's going to help support our episode 100 efforts and getting free gifts and things like that to our members. And there you guys go. That is it for episode 97. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. We have episode 98 next week. We got box break news on the way and episode 100 to your anniversary on the way. All right. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you guys next week. Peace.